0: Balls podcast. We're doing season primers for every team, and this one's for the West Coast Eagles. My name's Heath, and with me is Brenton. G'day. Josh is doing uh, daddy duties today, so you'll miss out on this one. Uh, But the Eagles, 2016, had 16 wins and finished sixth. A little bit of unfinished business for them, though, really, wasn't it?
1: It was. It was a very uh, dynamic season for them, up and down, just when you thought they were out of it. They they managed to regroup and pull together some wins on the board, but still ultimately just falling short of what you would say the target was for 2016, but...
0: Coming into the end of the season, they look like the informed team in the competition yeah. yep. at times. And now, obviously, Nick going down was the big um, tragic, yeah. tragedy for them, but even after that, they still look good.
1: Yeah, exactly. And, I mean, it seemed like they figured out a game plan without Nick knack and that, that was essential for them to do because, obviously, he's going yeah. to be missing for... Well, just about all this all, year, all this most year. likely. Yeah, and, and so you thought that maybe they could... Just you know, sort of have a fairy tale finish. Yep. By fairy tale, I don't mean win the flag, but I mean <laughs> going pretty deep into finals. But it uh, wasn't to be. But but you still you've got something to pull out of that season, even though it was a disappointment. But then it sort of it came good based on how they were running, and then a little bit disappointing. But they're definitely the positive to take out of it, and uh, so. I don't know if a West Coast supporter, if you're happy with the 2016 season or...
0: No, I think that they expected to win at least one final, yeah. especially a home final. Yeah. yeah. And that's two years in a row now that they've lost a home final. Yeah. But um, it, it's, it, they were better than what the end results said they were. Yeah. Um, they yeah. just, you know, they ran into a rampaging Bulldogs just like Hawthorne <laughs> did in uh, GWS. and everyone, yeah. Yeah. Um, but let's have a look at uh, their off-season then. Let's have a look at their outs. So they've had a couple of... Uh, yeah, big outs, we'll say. Um, Mitch Brown was a big out because he's somebody that they tried to nurse through. You know, when he had uh, did his knee, yep. um, he was crucial down back. Uh, but when he did his knee, it meant McGovern got more game time, and yep. clearly McGovern was a better player and ten years younger. Just about. That's exactly right. A good servant.
1: Yeah, definitely. And, and look, they had to try and get him through because they were a bit uh, thin in those positions. And I think um, with him going out, I don't think it's too big of a loss. I think they've got some people that they, they, they do definitely
0: fill that fill that yeah. role. Um, the fact that they lost him for I think it was 2015. Yep. With his knee, they lost him that whole season. Meant that now he goes and like, yeah, well, okay. we're okay. Yeah, exactly. Um, Xavier Ellis, who again uh, never really got going over there anyway because of injuries. is in, yeah. the same at Hawthorne. his career was, you know, six weeks in, two weeks out.
1: It was it was sort of your cookie cutter uh, standard AFL career where he shows yeah. the promise, uh, some things get in the way, and I wonder if a lot of these. Um, Injuries that you see, or not injuries, but niggles and, yeah. and career sort of ending um, problems aren't f- so much from your AFL career, but from ones you've built up from your junior career. Yep. That you can never manage.
0: All, all of that. I think it's got to be an accumulation. Yeah, it's just yeah. Sometimes it just doesn't work out for you. The fact that he was uh, slightly uh, less built than yeah. the average yeah. probably didn't help him either. Yeah, I
1: think they needed him to do more than what he was actually capable of as well in that team.
0: Um, and, of course, uh, McGinnity. Who is the the whipping boy out west? Yep. Um, so it's sort of bittersweet that he's gone.
1: It is, it is because there's someone else uh, in that squad who's going. Oh shit! Now the crosshairs are on me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but I mean, for, for fans, though, it's like you know what? He might be a retard, but he's our retard. Exactly
1: right. Yeah, <laughs> it's always that <laughs> one. Well, one it's ones you the own. Yeah, and uh, yeah, exactly. Sad. You'll fight amongst yourselves about him, but anyone else gives him shit, then no, 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 no. can't be having that. Exactly.
0: Uh so their ends, uh, with Nick going down, they've got three big ins, and that's Vardy, Petrie and Giles.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean it's, it's not very often you get a, a three hundred sixteen game rookie in your pod, <laughs> So if you just see how, how he goes run around in, in a new team whether it revitalize him and and maybe a bit less pressure on him in that team as well.
0: Well, I mean, they've got him for ruck depth. Yeah. I mean yeah. he was he's well past his prime and he looked um very much struggled last year. Yep. Um, at, at North. Um the good thing for West Coast is they they paid nothing for him.
1: Well, that's exactly right. And, and look, I think the I think you need. No, I mean, they paid nothing for him, and they don't need a whole lot out of him either. They need yeah. to be a strong backup ruckman for um, one year. I also wouldn't mind seeing him be able to push down across half back to take marks and kicking out from goal as well, yeah. just to set him up because they've got some pretty fast runners off that that half back line. Yeah. So I think once you had that marking power, um, he doesn't need to kick goals. He just needs to be be there to score uh, score marks or, or or put it down to the ground so their runners can pick it up I and mean, almost
0: set up plays. And Vardy's probably going to be first ruck now because I think Lysette's gone in for surgery.
1: Uh, I think he did. I was just reading yeah. that. Something like that. Yeah. And Vardy's a good pickup as well from... Yeah, from
0: I this think long. he's all right.
1: I think this, it's a hole they definitely needed to fill. Well,
0: they had to. Yeah. And the other one, of course, is Sam Mitchell. So they picked up two 300-plus yep. gamers in the offseason yeah. um, for nothing. But just about nothing. Well, yeah. Well, yeah. pick 88 for Mitchell and nothing for uh, Petrie because he yeah. was a delisted free agent. Yep. Um, it can't be underestimated how the influence Mitchell's going to have on that side.
1: Well, right, it's going to be massive. And just, just the fact that I think they've bolstered sort of their running backman. Um, so I think that Mitchell will be able to be sort of a free-roamer, dictate the midfield, but also uh, push back a little bit like Hodge did and yeah. set up plays.
0: Uh, he's going to lead that midfield. We've already seen in the JLT, like he's taken over that midfield and yep. he's getting 38 touches a week. Yep. Um, it's going to be the biggest thing for them because uh, Pritis is one of those, you know, stationary uh, distributors of the ball. Yeah, um, Mitchell's sort of the same thing. So now, which one do you tag? And that, yeah. that's going to be the difficulty for them.
1: Yeah, And you have to think with Mitchell. There, it gives your your team confidence as well. He's one of those players that seems to just inspire confidence around you. He's gonna
0: he's he's an on field coach.
1: Yeah, he's going to take on no matter what the challenges. He will take it on and give some smart ass yep. uh, answers out there and just really rally the troops almost. Um, one other in that they've got is uh dude named Paddy. Paddy? Paddy Brophy. Okay. I, I guess where he's from? <laughs> an Irish fella. Uh, he's come in and just, I was like the name Paddy Brophy, so I had to had to throw it out there. Fair enough. But the last name Brophy, it sounds like, I don't know, it should be the, the name of the trophy for the team award, the best team man or something. Yeah. Yeah. The, the Brophy.
0: The, the guy that's uh, hooking him up on the uh, off-field. <laughs> exactly. Ultimate wingman award. The, the Brophy. The Brophy. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'd like to see him have a good year and then challenge Floyd Mayweather. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: Good. <laughs> or, or he'll be the the um, notorious in the off season yep. uh, Mad Monday well,
0: series. Yeah, there was three or four last year. Anyway, yep. notorious. And I guarantee there's something going to the crack.
1: They got better and better as the uh, as Mad it went Monday went on. too. yeah,
0: what was his name from Richmond? Actually, he had oh, the, the best yeah, oh
1: yeah, um, shit, I forgot his name now.
0: Yeah, I've gone blank um, too. I can't right. remember.
1: I remember it was Connor McKenna from. Was it Connor McKenna from? Uh, Essendon, who... Yeah, he did it right. He did it as well? Yeah, I can't remember now.
0: Anyways, uh, so let's have a look at 2017 for them. They're double-up games. Um, they've got some tough ones. Uh, Frio, of course, like they do every year. Yeah. Uh, Bulldogs and GWS, Saints and Port. Bulldogs and GWS, obviously, well, the reigning premiers and the flag favourites. Yeah. St. Kilda are on the rise. Yep. Uh, Frio are going to be better than they were last year. But, I mean, Frio West Coast Derbies are whatever. Yeah, anyway. exactly. And Port is... Th- uh, well I'd say the weakest out of that bunch yeah. um, and you, you don't know with Port
1: yeah I think almost the concerning thing with West Coast is that they've sort of they've shed that um, sort of cloak of invincibility when they play over in the West yeah. they've been beaten a few times and so I it's mean
0: it's still daunting though it oh, is yeah
1: yeah. but you can see they can get cut up by that yeah, fast running team yeah. if they don't manage to have that forward line pressure which is also hard to do when you're playing fast running teams so <laughs> it's always a catch 22 situation
0: um, I've put up while we're looking at their draw. Um, in round four, it's their third home game in a row.
1: Yeah,
0: and it's the against the Swans. Yep, perfect time for them. That, that's a big get for them. You know, yeah, as hard as their double ups are, they only play the Swans once. Yep, they play them at home. Yeah, and it's their third uh home game in a row. Well, you know, yeah away against Freya, Well
1: whatever. on that it may as well, well that just leads into my danger game anyway yep. so we will cover that game. now. Um, New danger game. Yeah it was round four against Sydney and I think that's like <laughs> you said the, the fourth home game in a row. Third but, yep. But after that they go to Hawks play play the Hawks away they play free at home which is always touch and go it's yep. always going to be a tight, fought, hard fought contest it's going to be a tough game then they've got uh, Port Adelaide away and the Bulldogs at home so I think if they can't hit that sort of 4-0 and 3-1 oh, at the start of yep. the season it's going to be very daunting oh, w-
0: without a doubt. Yeah um, Hawthorne at the MCG has been an issue for them. Yeah, uh, The last two times they've lost uh, was round two last year which was uh, 50 odd points and of course yeah. the grand final before that which is 50 odd points. Yeah, um, I think that having Sam Mitchell just removes 100% of that uh, nervousness or anxiousness. Yeah, yeah definitely. And he's going to be the focus is going to be on him yep. that week because it's yeah. returning to the old club and everything. Yep. Um, there is 0% chance he gets booed as well. Yeah, exactly. There's no worries about that. No.
1: So what do you think about the actual traveling? Do you reckon that they're going to try and almost have a team and a half that they'll blood through those three weeks just to make sure they can go, well, they've got to go uh, Perth, then obviously Melbourne, then back to Perth, then to Adelaide, then back to Perth. Uh, It's a fair distance that they seem to have not been able to absorb that traveling for whatever reason uh, over the last year.
0: I don't think it's going to worry them because they're too important, those games. Yep. Um, So they're going to take their age. They're not going to rest people in, in rounds, you know, four to eight. Yep. And... Besides their um, pickups in Petrie and Mitchell, they're not that old of a side.
1: No, yeah. Um,
0: They're probably... You know, the Rucks may be a little bit... uh but, yeah,
1: Yeah, but you, you want rock men to be a bit more mature. That's when they sort of grow into their body as well and yeah. stop being gangly retards.
0: Yeah. <laughs> that takes a while, that one.
1: Yeah. Some people never get there, let's be honest.
0: Um, so who's going to have a big year for the, uh, the Eagles then?
1: Well, I've got a, I've got a few well, outlines, or a couple outlines. Um, I think Fraser McGuinness is one to keep your eye on. Yep. Whether, he, whether he steps up or not is to be determined, but I think he will. He's a, a rookie listed 24-year-old, tall, 197 centimetres. He's going to be a uh, probably uh, get a chance at... at Maybe starting Ruck, but definitely backup Ruck. I mean,
0: Probably backup, I'm going to say.
1: Because you've got Vardy there as well, yeah. which, which really strengthens that. And someone like him, I think he can learn a lot from um, from Vardy and, and from Nick Nat, who's going to be the side. But also, he's a Western Australian boy as well, so he's going to be embraced by local. that team. Yeah. He's not, no, no fear of him going anywhere else. So I think he can really cement himself in this position uh, without Nick Nat there. Yep. Um, the other one I've got is Brad Shepard. Uh, Eight season, uh, but the last two seasons have been probably his best. Yeah, um, definitely. And I think that what they need is him and Maston to be running off that half-back line. Yep. I think that's what's going to allow Sam Mitchell to be able to run free um, and make people be accountable as well. He's going to be able to spread wide. We've got Prittis in the middle, and they're going to set up the their Eagles run and, and go into the forward line with Drew Peachy and people can take
0: Marks there. Or oh, oh, the dual reigning Coleman medalist. Yeah, exactly. Couple.
1: And, and also kicking out from, from goal, uh, if you've got Drew Pidgey taking marks and you've got Shepherd and Maston running off, uh, yeah. it's going to be a pretty formidable backline. So they're the two players that, are, that I've outlined. And also an honourable mention to Dom Sheed. Uh, showing a lot of promise, but injuries have really screwed up his campaign pretty much every year. Yeah. But he's he, definitely he got that. the talent. He's definitely got the talent there. So if he can just get his body
0: right. I've got a feeling that we marked him as the one to watch last year as well. Yeah. But, yeah. You know, it, it helps if you can actually play.
1: Exactly, yeah. I think he's the one that can round out that midfield of um, of Prittis and Mitchell. Yeah.
0: Well, that's what I've put in their big year, is their midfielders. Look at, how does this for a starting midfield? you got Mitchell, Prittis, Shuey, throwing yeah. a gaff on a wing. Yeah, forget like, about gaff. <laughs> that's, that's up there with Sydney's midfield, yep. as far as I'm concerned.
1: Yeah, definitely. And, and I mean, the names are still, are still coming out, but based on the last season, it was... Gaff had a, a blinder. Like yeah, he was he's crazy. killed it the last couple. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, if they improve again, then holy shit, man, that's enough to, to really, I mean, put them into to contention against any yeah, midfield. So you, you negate the ability of other teams to be able to outrun you.
0: Um, absolutely. That's, like, I think it's probably only just behind Sydney as the best midfielder in the comp. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and of course, I'm going to say that because I overvalue um, Sam Mitchell, but I, I truly believe that only Hawthorne supporters know how good he is. Yeah. Uh, he gets... Um, uh, underestimated by a lot of people and yeah. they're going to see just the value he brings now.
1: Well, that's exactly right, yeah. They're um, um, going to be a fan favourite off the bat too. So. Oh, of course he
0: is. Um, so who's on the chopping block then? Who's in trouble?
1: Well, it's a very obvious one, I think. You know? That's Jonathan Giles.
0: <laughs> I think he, Well, he's got a blue Guernsey, he's got a black one from Essendon, he's got a, few. He's got a GWS one. You know, he just needs a few different colours. so yeah. You don't know where he's going next. Or he hasn't got a purple one, so he might be Frio next year.
1: Yeah, and I mean, maybe he's just trying to give his kids the best chance of going to go into a winning <laughs> winning squad if they ever get father son rule, because I mean, heights always going to get recruited.
0: The only problem is he's got to play a hundred at each each club, so by the end of it, he's going to be a six hundred gamer.
1: <laughs> well, not out, not out of the depth's reality with uh, some pretty dwindling ruck stocks across <laughs> some teams, so he could get there. But obviously, with Nick Nat out, he's come in to give some some bolster those Depth. rucks, but. You've got Vardy and also Fraser McGuinness, who I think will get a first crack at it. So, I mean, I don't know if you can really even put him as a coaching role, because I don't know if he really knows what he's doing in the rug, so.
0: he's Maybe he's just there to let players know what to do when they change sides. Yeah, that's yeah, so true. He's to usher in the new ones. And, yeah. Uh,
1: Cause he, was he originally GWS? Is that yeah. where he got drafted to? Yeah, GWS. Actually, he had a, had a couple of good seasons and had some promise at GWS. Oh, I thought he looked all right,
0: but that yeah. was a long time ago. That yeah, was a
1: very long time ago. Yeah. So, uh, I don't know, maybe West Coast can bring it out of him, or, or maybe he really is just
0: one and done. For, for the West Coast, he could be just you know, depth of this year while Nick Nat does his rehab. Yeah, um, I've got a, a couple on the chopping block here, like uh, Jack Darling's one, um, yeah, he, he's still young, yeah, uh, but he's the absolute man mountain who has now earned himself a reputation for choking in finals. Yeah. That's a hard reputation to get rid of. Because, Especially out in the West. Yeah, well, out in the West. Um, and it's going to take... Because it takes you all year to get there, yep. and then you've got to prove yourself again.
1: Yeah. Um, and, I mean, they have lost a few finals by people choking in grand finals. So. <laughs> well,
0: um, you know, that drop mark in 2015 has been replayed many, many times. Yeah. Um, so he's got to stand up in a few big games during the year. Yeah. Um, he's... You know, he's a bigger guy and it takes him a few years to grow into their peak. Yeah. So, it's coming to now like you've got to be there. And yeah. if he's firing and then you've got Josh Kennedy at full forward, I mean, that's uh, as good as any one-two combo in the in the yeah. league.
1: And he's someone that you'd probably hope would have been a key position player, but they've got those spots almost filled at the moment. So, he well, could be one that they end up trading out. He has to
0: half forward. Yeah. Like, he has to take it. And yeah. if not, um, he needs to play well to justify a... a a first round draft pick or they do want to get rid of him but yeah. they don't they want to keep him obviously
1: exactly yeah and that's what I think his predicament might be that he doesn't put, uh, put a good enough effort in he yeah. might find himself on that trade table I don't think he'll, he definitely will be going somewhere I yep. think he'll, uh, he'll just be dropped
0: um, I've also put down Josh Hill's 29 um, at the minute oh, really? he's getting there Yep. Um, so it might be time that he, his game time might be taken away from somebody else with more potential and you know younger Yeah. Um, and Lewis Jetta who yeah. has been woeful at times yep. and pretty decent at others. So yeah. the, the variance between his best and worst is, is still pretty far there. There's still... I haven't seen him improve. Um, his last year at the Swans, first year at uh, a couple of years at the Eagles, he wants to kick the ball 60 metres every time. Yeah. Yep. So I think he's lost a maybe a yard of pace.
1: Yeah, he probably has. And I mean, he's one of those players that were always exciting when they give him some space, but it's really not hard to give him no space, yeah. which has been the problem. And, and easily push off the ball... But um, he's someone who, yeah, like I said, can show promise, can not break a game open, but do some really important things and set up going kicking. Well, like, he could the break a game open
0: four or five years ago. Yeah, yeah. Um, and maybe that's the issue. Like maybe it is his injuries are caught up to him now and he's not the fastest man out there.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly right. So, yeah, that's a good point as well.
0: Um, okay, so they're the issues with them, but where do we see them finishing?
1: Well, see, I think they're going to hopefully march forward. So I've got them in a fifth spot, which I think they'll get there based on uh, Sam Mitchell coming in and really sort of uh, pulling that team together. And also, like I said, he's a coach. He can sit there and identify what they need to do to take on these teams. Also, he's going to be instrumental in showing them how to play the MCG because obviously he's made that his home for however many years.
0: Well, it means the first time they play there. Like I said, there's going to be no focus on the team. It's all the focus is going to be on him. Yeah, no doubt he can absorb that and don't worry about. It, which means that everyone else can muck around. Yeah, and uh, sort themselves out.
1: Yeah, so I think they'll be just outside of a of a double chance final. Um, I don't think they'll get top four. I think fifth is probably the best they can imagine, and I think they'll actually get there. So you look at them really taking a step forward compared to the last season, but probably being where they wanted to be last season this year.
0: Um. Again, this might be more evidence. Well, we've spent most of this podcast talking about Sam Mitchell, but <laughs> I've got them finishing second. second? I think they're going to absolutely rock it up. Because you have a look at their outs over the offseason, and they haven't lost anything that they can't replace. Yeah,
1: yeah that's true. Um,
0: they didn't lose any best 22s. Their age profile is pretty good. I mean, I think Pritis is over 30. Um, yeah, And obviously, you know, they've picked up a couple of over 30s. But, yeah. Um, I can still see... Like, Josh Kennedy's going to be no worse. Yeah, exactly. Um, Lacroix is... He just needs more time on the field, yeah. um, but he is so dangerous. But that starting midfield is an absolute killer. Yeah. Sure, they've lost Nick Nat, and Nick Nat was one of their best players by far. Yeah. And one of the best ruckmen in the league. Right, exactly. But um, that midfield they have now, like I said, Gaff, and then you've got um, uh, Shuey, Pritis, Mitchell, you got yeah. Mastin running through there, then you got Sheed and Shepherd who are going to spend time in there. Um, you got great distributors down back like Hearn, who's yeah. like an absolute cannon for a leg. Yeah, definitely. Um, w- when you add all that up together, like they have genuine winners on every line.
1: Well, that's true. Then you think about the the players actually sort of fill out the team. They're still very good players yeah. as well. So yeah, it's not a bad point. And yeah, the potential are to finish upwards of yeah, I reckon fifth, and like you said, second. And I think that'll really come down to that round four to eight period. I think yeah. we'll really know the lie of the land around then to uh, see how they can play away. If from by home.
0: round eight, they're seven and one. Forget about it. Yeah. Yeah, like, yeah. Exactly. They're they're hosting finals.
1: Yeah. Yeah. that's just true. So yeah, they're one of the teams that I'm going to really interest to watch as a as an observer, not as a vested interest in in what's sort of going on with them. Yeah. One of those teams that I think can play. Has the potential to play some of the most exciting footy that we'll see this year, yeah. along with and the Bulldogs.
0: Look, we've hardly even touched on McGovern. Exactly. Who's, yeah. Um, you come into it now, like, uh, he's really hit the ground running with them. Yeah. Um, he should be, if he continues his proper development, should be looking at an All Australian, um, yeah. tension, if not a Guernsey this year.
1: Yeah, definitely. And one of those players that, um. How'd he get across the West Coast again? I think he, I he do in?
0: think he was uh, mature, like he wasn't straight out of the draft.
1: Yeah, that's what I thought. So I think
0: so. I could be wrong, but I, I thought he was like a nineteen or twenty. One
1: well, of those ones that sort of make the most opportunities when they got it. So yeah. that's what excites me. Well, you know it, I mean? it was
0: when they had Eric McKenzie and uh, Mitch Brown both went down with knees. And went, yeah, fuck, that's we've right. got no Backman. Yeah, uh, throw this kid in there, and he you know looked underdone, a little bit raw. Yeah, but goddamn, he took it by the scruff of the neck.
1: That's the players that I like, and, and yeah, if you if you can get one or two of those that are going to be reliable, then holy shit, it makes yes. it so much easier.
0: Well, you weren't counting on him for anything, you like, yeah. Jesus Christ, we found somebody that's you know top five or top six at his position. Yeah, that's exactly right. Um, but I think his job now is, is uh, in the recruiting department, Yeah, uh, trying <laughs> to get his brother to come across as well.
1: <laughs> which wouldn't hurt. Uh, do, nice. do we have where Josh had him
0: finishing? Yeah, Josh had him finishing eighth. which So show me his idea, because I want to know why he's going back. I, I'm going to guess it's because they haven't got Nick Nat. Yep. And uh, Nick Nat's not just about getting the first tap. Mm. Um, he, he's dangerous all around the ground because the get-out-of-jail kick long down the line. Exactly. Shit, Nick Nat said, don't bother.
1: Yep, that's exactly right. And he's one of those players that um, he's... What do you, what would, I don't know how do you call it, but he's one of those players that you've got on your team and you can't match up against him. He, he, he's, he's unique. Exactly. He's got that unique yep. factor about him so that he's uh, almost... He's, he's worth... Um, the other people are not bothering to really try and match up on him for a one to one person in that position. Yeah. You know what I mean? You have to put either two people for his running game and then uh, one person for his running game one person for his well, ruck game.
0: I say there's only three unique ruckmen in the league and that's yeah. Nick Nat for his athleticism, Santa lance for his pure size and Mummy for his um, aggressiveness. Yeah. yeah, The others are, are no doubt there's good ruckmen like Goldstein and stuff like that and yeah. good around the ground but these are unique um, issues that you have to deal with. Yeah, exactly. So when teams come up against Fremantle, they go, right, what do we do about Sandalands? Yeah. Um, when you go up against Nick Nat, you've got to do the same thing. You might try and work him out somewhere else yeah. down the ground or see if you can run him off his feet, but yeah. he's the most athletic ruckman there is.
1: And that's the thing is that even if like y- there's no real solid strategy to, to um, negate his efforts in the ruck, because someone like Sandalands, generally they'll just play off him and not yeah. attempt a ruck and have a, a fourth man as a rover. Yep. But Nick Nat does that anyway by winning yeah. the tap as well. So you can yeah. tap it to yourself and rover it and yeah. keep on going. Like, you, you don't stop that.
0: But not there this year. Yeah, exactly. So they're going to have to make do. Um, he would have been one of the players that benefited the most, or maybe not, um, out of the third man up rule change. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because I don't think... The, there weren't many that jump over the top of him anyway. No, in no. In third man's up. Yeah. Um, but, uh,
1: especially like uh, from the boundary throw-ins where yeah. uh, you can set up running... Run, you, have those, um, you have your plays set up and he's one that can execute them time in and time out again. Yeah. And so without him being able to do that and without the third man up, it's almost unfair <laughs> what yeah. he's able to do.
0: Um, yeah, so anyway, I've got him finishing second. Uh, you've got him fifth, and Josh's got him eighth. So yeah. I think it's going to be a good year for West Coast, though. And uh, uh, they've got a tough draw, but that means that uh, the, the teams they play against have got to play yeah. them twice, well, that's
1: too. that's it. They, so they should come in the finals, finals um, battle-hardened and tested. Yeah, ready to go. Yeah.
0: All right, that'll do us for the West Coast Eagles. All right, peace.